I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is author Mark K. Shriver, author of Pairs of People. In this lively, vibrant, and inspiring follow-up to the Christopher Award-winning book and 10 Hidden Heroes, uh, New York Times bestselling author Mark K. Shriver and his wife Jean help children learn about the power of numbers and how working together can make the world a better place. We're shown what makes math fun and meaningful by showing how our service to other multiplies when people pitch in together. The whimsical rhyming text and colorful artwork from award-winning artist Laura Watson inspire discussion on such topics as friendship, leadership, and camaraderie while illustrating the basic concepts of multiplication. We learn how living a life in service of others provides children with a sense of purpose, increases their confidence, and builds strong, resilient communities. Uh, Mark Shriver, former Maryland state legislator, is president of Don Bosco Cristo Ray High School and former president of Save the Children Action Network in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show, Mark. Nice to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Catherine. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I want to talk about, I mean, I am, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, emphasizing how working together, working with others will impact how children can uh, be, teach values to children. Uh, math and, and, and working together in groups will teaching the value of helping others and the impact that they have on, on their lives and other people's lives. I don't know much about the math, but I know about the other stuff. I'm a social worker. Yes, so. well, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not great math either, but All it's right. a... Uh, I mean, it's really, this book, uh, Pairs of People, and uh, the one before it that um, is called Ten Hidden Heroes, it's, it's a hide-and-seek book. They're both hide-and-seek books. So you're trying to work, you know, work with young readers, little kids, whether they're reading uh, or just beginning to read or before reading, obviously. They're trying to find, in the case of Ten Hidden Heroes, the heroes. And that um, each page is, you know, goes from 10 to 9 to 8. So they're learning their numbers. In pairs of people, it's multiplication. So it's how people working together in pairs of two, whether it's two people working together or four people or six or eight, shows what they can do when they work together. And the messages, and the kids have fun trying to find the pairs of people, you know, renovating the house, whether they're painting the walls, taking, uh, painting, the, painting the house, fixing the roof, um, cleaning the gutters, cutting the grass, um, these are all actions where people, when they do it together, is more powerful than if they do it by themselves or obviously don't do it at all. Um, and those are conversations that parents, guardians, uncles, aunts, whatever it is, can uh, teach their little ones and, frankly, reinforce for themselves the power of community, the power of, uh, as you said, resilience. Um, so that it's supposed to be fun. It's not a preachy book by any stretch. <laughs> it's a book where little kids can uh, find um, pairs of people working together, and then it will provoke conversations of, you know, why do these people work together at a community race? And it shows how, you know, to put on a community race or, as I said, to repair a home um, to help people after floods. These are all things that when we work together as a community, we're more powerful, and that shows the, the power of multiplication. So that's the math component. Um, and I got to tell you, somebody asked me the other day, you know, what age is this book good for? And I said, really, it's for people of all ages, because it's, um, it's definitely good for little ones to understand the power of multiplication. 
the twos, but it's also good for all of us at any age to be reminded that when we work together, we're stronger. Uh, that when well, maybe we're together, we need to particularly uh, know that now it's really important because I'm thinking, you know, we're all coming off. We're not really coming off of it. We're it's evolving, but we are coming off of quarantine and isolation, where you aren't working together. Whether these kids, little kids, let's take or families, have been isolated and not worked together, and now we're right. back out into the community, and we need to know how to, I mean, it's a, a really good lesson, like you say, for all of us in terms of how we're doing it. But we're, as adults, I'm going to ask you this question, are we doing, I mean, this is exactly what our government, and you were in the legislature, as I read in the intro, we're not doing it. We're doing exactly the opposite. So you're, this book has to be introduced to Congress, perhaps, maybe? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, from your lips to God's ears or to, I don't know, Congress's ears, but I mean, I think, you know, the, I think when you look at what uh, what has made America strong in the past, it's when people work together. Uh, it's when, you know, people uh, rally around a cause and try to move the country forward. And nobody's perfect. Uh, no government's perfect. Um, you know, I'm surely not perfect. But I think, you know, my wife and I did this book together. We actually did it with our kids. Um, you know, uh, not only the rhymes that are, you know, four sentences on each page, but the pictures themselves, working with Laura Watts and the illustrator uh, to propose what the people should be working on together. And it, it does make you realize how important it is to, to work as a community. Uh, and the community can be two people, it can be four people, it can be six, it can be, you know, a hundred. Um, but I think we've lost that a lot during pan- the pandemic. Uh, and people have broken off into their own tribes um, you know, it was bad before the pandemic. I think it's been exasperated, whether you're, you know, a Democrat or Republican, whether you're conservative or liberal, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. Um, you know, we, we get segregated, if you will. We get, you know, into our own corners. Uh, and in many cases, we don't work with people who don't agree with us. We also don't work, you know, we work alone. We work in a room on Zoom. You see people. That's not the same as being in the community and, and doing something together. And that's what the book's about. That's what Pairs of People is about. That's what Ten Hidden Heroes is about. It's trying to celebrate these unsung acts of goodness that can be multiplied uh, when we work together. Yeah, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say we have a lot of uh, catastrophic events that we can work together to help fix. I mean, whether, you know, all the stuff that's happening with climate change. I mean, there are so many different or issues that need people working together to uh, to to improve, and you got to start with with the kids, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. you come from a family, I mean, of of service, uh, and um, we've, uh, Sergeant you. Shriver, your father started the uh, Peace Corps. I was actually in the Peace Corps with my ex husband, and um, yeah. So thank you, yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah. My pop was- loved. Only thing that made him happier—I don't think anything made him happier than talking to um, returned Peace Corps volunteers and hearing where where they served, what the Peace Corps could have done better, um, what they learned, what they're doing back in the community, um, what they learned in their service, and then how they're incorporating it back here in America was obviously a really important part of the Peace Corps. And uh, you know, so thank you for your service. Where did you serve? In Colombia, South America. Yep, terrific. Yes, mm-hmm. well, thank you. Uh, on behalf of my pop, who's no longer physically with us, but uh, 
is happy to hear that. So thank yeah. you. And, uh, you know, and my mom started the Special Olympics, right? So yes. uh, there, there's a lot of volunteerism there. There's a lot of people working together, creating the training opportunities for people of all ages with developmental differences, uh, the games themselves, but the trainings and then, you know, the health care that they're getting, uh, Special Olympics athletes are getting through Special Olympics. A lot of that is done by volunteer doctors and nurses uh, getting their eyes tested, their hearing tested. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in climate change. Um, there's no question about it, but there's a lot going on in your neighborhood, in my neighborhood, that needs help, whether it's a cleaning up the, the neighborhood, whether it's cleaning up a, a park or a stream across the street, whether it's volunteering at Special Olympics or a you know, two-and-a-half-year commitment like the Peace Corps like you did. These are all ways when you work in, as, as a pair, as a people, which is the name of the book, it's more powerful. Uh, and we ought to be raising those, you know, examples up. We in America we focus on power and prestige and and money, and I don't honestly think that's what made the country as 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 good as it is. It's what these small acts of keeping the community together every day that we ought to be raising up, and that's what pairs of people is trying to celebrate. The book is trying to celebrate. What do you say to people? Because this comes up, and I had just actually, uh, there was a comment written by uh, an author in the New York Times. I mean, you come from a family of privilege. I come from a family of privilege, and I've always been taught the values that you're tra- that you are talking about in the book. If you, especially if you come from a family of privilege, it's it's your responsibility to do what you're saying, to help other people, to give back to the community. My father did that. My mother did that, uh, and. When I grew up, if you wanted to do that, well, in my, when you graduated from college, you either women could either be lawyers or social workers, and I became a social worker, and uh, I'm glad I did. But um, they're kind of there's always this like, well, if you come from privilege, you have things handed down to you, and that's not real. And so, you know, why complain or you're not doing anything? So, what do you say to that? Because it always bothers me because. Um, it's something that, well, I don't have to repeat myself, but I, I always had um, came from a privileged background. But that was it. That's you had then. Then you really needed to do something. It was really your responsibility to get out there and to do something for your community. Yeah, you, you know, you hear that in, in scripture. Um, you know, to whom much is given, much is demanded. I, yes. I, I'm trying to work from a place of joy. So, um, you know, rather than it being a requirement or a demand, um, I think the, the act of, um, of being together, working together, being either in a pair, as the book is called, Pairs of People, or working as a group, there's much joy in that. Um, it, you know, everybody has different gifts. We're all blessed with different gifts. Some are financial, some are, fin- you know, um, some are skills, some are, you know, personality, social, emotional gifts, intellectual gifts. Everybody's got gifts. And everybody can be part of a community and help move the community forward, in some in bigger ways, some in smaller ways. But, you know, if it's a smaller way, it uh, doesn't mean it's, it's less important. You know, yeah, well, I mean, there's the, the analogy of your body, right? You know, your pinky isn't as big as your... You know, your thumb or as important <laughs> as maybe your eye, but you got to have, you, you know, it all contribute to the good of the whole. 
So I, I, I guess my short answer is that um, I think we ought to approach things. I'm trying. I'm trying to approach things from a place of joy rather than guilt or, you know, requirement. And I think if we spread more joy and more love, as goofy and as corny as that sounds, I really believe it, um, the world's going to be a little bit better. Well, I don't think it's goofy or corny. I think joy. I like the word joy. Um, doing it from joy, not because you have to do something or you're required, as you say, to do something, but it's joyful. And you and and of course, once you start doing that, what you get back, I mean, it it's it's it becomes transformational yeah. for you as much as it is for the person or people that you are helping. And that's what I think a lot of people try to do through meditation or prayer, uh, which are different. But, you know, I'm not talking about happiness, right, Catherine? I mean, you yeah. know, you can be happy that your team won its baseball game last night or, um, you know, that's a momentary thing. I'm talking about more of an internal movement towards joy. How do you, you know, keep that sense of joy uh, in you um, even when things are going rough, um, and especially when things are going rough or bad? And we're all going to experience that, right? So you can be blessed with, you know, privilege in the financial, but there are, you know, we all have problems and we all have holes in, um, in our heart. And you're trying to fill those and trying to do that from a place. I am, let me speak for myself, trying to do it from a place of joy. And you're right, it's transformational. Uh, you know, it changes your, changes my outlook. And it's hard for me because <laughs> they get grumpy and, you know, you want to yeah. get pissed, uh, get irritated or pissed off. I don't know if you right. have to bleep that out. But, yeah. um, you know, if you can do it from a place of joy, people are going to want to be around you more. And pe- and, it, and it changes not only uh, them, but it changes you. That's fun. It, That's it, fun. fun. That's what the yeah. book is about. It's, if we're together, if we're working as pairs of people, it's a lot more fun than... If you're, you know, sitting on a Zoom doing everything by yourself and you're grumpy and irritated with life. And it's all about values. And I, I was, uh, in reading your book, I was thinking about an experience that I had with my grandson who was is six. And we were in California. Uh, we're, we live in New York. But, and uh, I'm walking down the street with him and he sees all of these homeless people. And he hadn't seen you know, the numbers of homeless people. And he asked me questions that were like, how do, how do these people take a shower? And then he asked me, what about privacy? Do they have privacy? Um, and where do they eat? And all of these questions that I had a real opportunity uh, and a learning opportunity for him. And I think you have to take advantage of that and take the time when your kids or your grandchildren or whomever are asking you those kinds of questions. Well, you mentioned your kids help you write the book. Um, how old are they? They're, um, we have one who's 24, one who's 22, and oh. a 17-year-old. So they're, you know, these are all conversations and questions uh, that are, got a smart grandson. He, you know, he's asking great questions, and, and why are there people on the streets, and why are we, as a community, as a country, not caring for people that are either homeless or suffering other issues, um, mental health issues that, you know, um, um, are out there prevalent. I mean, these are all great questions, you know. I mean, the, the first book uh, that uh, Jeannie and I worked on, Hidden Heroes, you know, there's Special Olympics athletes are portrayed as heroes and Save the Children, where I worked. Um, 
you know, they're, they're doing rescue work after a disaster. Why are those folks heroes? You, I mean, you don't see them on the front page of the newspaper. You don't, they're not talked about like, you know, Super Bowl winning athletes or billionaires and millionaires or powerful people, but they're, impo- they're doing great, important work. They're heroes. And they are, when they work together in pairs, like pairs of people talks about, those are heroic deeds. And that's who we, I think, ought to be talking about supporting. And maybe that will, when your grandson says, why are there people that are homeless? Maybe that will force other people to really grapple with that issue. Why do we allow homelessness in the richest country in the history of the world? It's a good question for a six-year-old to ask. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the, and one that to... grandma has to answer. Which, um, yeah. yeah, but then grandma, you know, yeah. talking on the radio and somebody else hears about it. And maybe we start asking our elected officials to respond differently. That's right. Um, you know, my uncle Bobby Kennedy had a great quote, and I'm going to butcher it. With, you know, it was a little ripple of hope. When you have a little ripple of hope, it builds upon the currents of other ripples of hope, and it knocks down the mightiest walls of oppression. Um, and he was talking about apartheid South Africa, and it took years before that you know, structure came down, but it's gone. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I do believe that, you know, the, the arc of history, as the saying goes, you know, bends towards justice, but, but we, have to, we have to bend it. We have to help bend it. So your grandson's bending it because he's forced, I mean, he just provoked this conversation. And who knows yep. where this one's going to take us. Um, yep. But, you know... Inch by inch, we're making some progress, I hope. Right. And he's only just begun, as the song goes. But I was thinking of somebody, as um, you're describing your uh, your uncle. I mean, Magic Johnson is somebody who's done this. I mean, he's one of those. He's every, He's the hero. He's also a celebrity, but he's also a, a hero and really has, uh, you know, his life's work is dedicated to helping these the, other people. Um and using his, I, I would say, his celebrity status to do really good things. Um, yeah, well, I think there are people at all different levels that can use yeah. their platform. Um, you know, you can have somebody like a Magic Johnson, as, as you say, or, you know, my mother starting Special Olympics had, you know, a different skill set and a different moment in time than you're presented or I'm presented or Magic Johnson's presented. Um, so you don't have to be, you know, Magic Johnson or, you know, Eunice Kennedy Shriver or, yeah. um, you know, somebody at that level. My father, Sergeant Shriver, started yeah. the Peace Corps. You, you know, yeah. as the book. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Not at yeah. that level. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if your grandson's doing it and you're helping people on the you know, radio and somebody's tutoring kids at a local elementary school and, I mean, who the heck knows what's going to happen with that kid because he's got your tutoring and, um, you know, it's going to do better in high school and it's going to, you know, maybe go to trade school or graduate in high college. And, you know, all of those things add up. You may not see it today or tomorrow or maybe even your lifetime, but that's, that I think is the pursuit of joy. And yeah. that's, the, that's the, the, the real challenge, at least in my book, is to do that. How do we lift those people up? How do we work together and um, try to change the world a little bit every day? But you just said something special skill set, and I think that's key. First, I, it's it would behoove all of us to be aware. What is your special school? Uh, you know, special skill set. Yes, you may not be a Bobby Kennedy or a Magic Johnson or your mother, but uh, what we all have a special skill set. What is it? Be aware, and then use it. 
whatever that happens to be, whether, as you say, whether you're tutoring somebody, you're out there shoveling an old person's driveway or whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah. first, you, yeah, <laughs> but you do have to take time and, and, and figure that out. What is it? What can I do? And what are my skills? Yeah, it's. It, I, I agree with you, Catherine. It's. It's your skills. It's your. You know how you're blessed. So everybody's blessed in different ways. I mean, you know, in America, we lament. I don't have a lot of money, or you know, I don't have a lot of power, because that's what our culture has really focused on. But I don't know. At Don Bosco Christore High School, where I work, um, you know, students here, um, you know, under resourced. But there's a lot of grit here. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of hard work. Um, there's a lot of effort to, um, uh, and you get it from the teachers and the faculty as well. Um, so I wouldn't trade it for, you know, anything. And I'm learning um, in this community. They're teaching me. I hope I'm working with them. And, you know, it's, um, that's powerful. Um, people have different skills, you know. Uh, some people, you know, smile. You just smile at people. That changes <laughs> your community. That changes your house. Um, I mean, instead of frowning all day, you can smile. I mean, it, it, that's a blessing. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are various things that everyone's got in here, and we've just got to, as you say, take the time to look at it and, uh, and then do something about it. Well, you're working with kids in high school, so tell me, do you think high schools are, are doing that, are helping kids to find out what, what they do best, what they do well? Everybody doesn't have to go to college. Uh, maybe that's not the best thing for them to do. Go to a trade school or a community college, or, uh, or are we always trying to fit everybody into you know sort of one trajectory? And I know kids now with social media, everybody wants to be famous and out there and well known and make a lot of money. Yeah, and I think what we're talking about at our school here in um, just outside of Washington D.C. is about being a good human being, working as hard as you can. Uh, we're a college preparatory school, so our goal is definitely to get uh, young folks to graduate from high school, to enroll, and get to and through college. So, you know, we're hoping that kids will, if they come here, will will achieve that goal. It's different than a trade school. Um, you know, if you want to be a master electrician, a master plumber, uh, a mechanic, those are all important skills, um, and you can obviously make a living in that. It's just different. Um, so there ought to be, you know, multiple options for students at, at all, with all different backgrounds and interests. Um, do we do a good enough job in that in America? No, I don't think so. Do we give kids enough options? No. And are we doing a good enough job, you know, uh, preparing them for whatever, whatever their desires are, uh, and skills are? No. But is it ever going to be perfect? No. But I think we need to do a better job, and I and I include our school as well. I mean, our motto for the year is better exclamation point together exclamation point, because when I've talked to the teachers and listened to them and the students and the faculty and the uh, parents, they want our school to be better. So every day we want to get a little better, and every day we want to do it together. Um, and that's the power of working in pairs. It goes it goes back to the book right that we're talking about pairs of people. You know, we want to do things together. Uh, you know, America's got this, in, in, you know, individualism, this kind of rugged, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, do it all by yourself. I don't buy that. 
I think America's best when we work together. I think, you know, that's what we're trying to do here at Don Bosco Cristo Ray High School is better and together. We want better to get more t- together and, and every day we want to get a little bit better. Um, those are great goals. We have a couple minutes left. Um, so, Mark, Pairs of People is the title of the book. And you can buy Pairs that on... Pairs of People is the title. Yep. yep, it's available at, you know, local bookstores on Amazon. Uh, it comes out in... Um, September, but you can pre-order it now. Ten Hidden Heroes. It's you know these are fun books. I hope uh, hide and seek books, teaching kids values, but also having fun with little readers and hopefully teaching lessons to all of us of all ages. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's pursuit of joy. <laughs> pursuit of joy. We're going to end the show with pursuit of joy, everyone. That's a great. That's a that's a good ending to the interview. Mark Shriver, pairs of people. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day, okay? I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. 